Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason is off this week. He apparently doesn't like doing week three waiver shows. He's in Vegas for his real job. Meanwhile, I'm also at work recording. It is 10-15 at night. The Eagles game is just about over. I lost by point four points due to the last second Jalen Hurts pick in a league, which really chaps my ass. But here we are anyway. Week three waivers. And for the first time, this is going to be very short and sweet. There is basically nobody that you should be targeting on waivers. Like, it is awful. So let's run through them real quick. This is going to be a very short episode here. And plus, there's like nobody to talk to or banter around with, and who wants to just listen to me all the time? So anyway, if you have not already, we really appreciate your support. Uh, You can like, subscribe, uh, leave comments, five-star reviews, whatever you got. You can also find us online. We are at the FF Sackos on Twitter. You can find us on pretty much any social media feed. I'm at the Manger 47 on Twitter. Jason is at Shellcross13 on Twitter as well. So here we are, week three, one and one, oh and two, two and oh. I'm going to tell you that regardless of the position that you are in, you should not spend any fab on any single player this week. It is a wasteland. So let's start out with Running backs, Daryl Williams comes in for the injured James Conner, and he put up better numbers than Eno Benjamin did, but it's not like he was that much better from like a snap percentage. So Daryl Williams played 56% of the snaps once uh, James Conner went out, and Eno Benjamin played 48 uh, So Daryl Williams had 47% of the rushing attempts, Eno Benjamin had 35 Daryl Williams ran 48% of the routes. Eno ran 41. It's clearly a running back uh, committee there. And it's a pass first offense with Kyler, who's going to get a lot. You know, they might rely on him to run the ball in. Uh, that two point conversion, m- both of them were just absolutely insane on Sunday. So, yeah, I get adding Daryl Williams, but you're going to be a little bit disappointed with what Eno Benjamin's going to take away and it by all indications it looks like James Conner escaped serious injury so no fab on that uh if you get him that's great gonna be tough to play him though the other running back that uh is being talked about is Raheem Mostert uh so he's back had a pretty decent week but again Chase Edmonds is still there. So Mostert played 55% of the snap. Edmonds played 51. They both ran 47% of the routes. Uh, uh, Mostert had 61% of the attempts. Edmonds only had 28. Uh, Edmonds played more, uh, a higher percentage of snaps on long distance. Uh, So I think that's like eight eight or more yards. And in the two-minute offense, Edmonds played every single play. So... I mean, it looks like it's more of a run first with Mostert receiving with with Edmonds in this offense. But, I mean, if two is going to throw, you know, five touchdowns to Waddle Waddle, why any waddled away? And Tyree Kill and, and Gesicki made an appearance. And by the way, doesn't it look like Tua always just like floats the ball up? It's atrocious. So, again, I get going to add Mostert. Again, zero bid for me. 
If you're looking for quarterbacks, honestly, like at this point, it's just a complete crapshoot, right? Like there is, an, unless you have one of the top guys right now, I, I, I guess go get Tua, right? He's only owned in 64% of leagues after having a career day with those weapons. Uh, week one, he only had one touchdown, but the Patriots defense is really good. Baltimore, six touchdowns, 469 wonderful yards. And next week, he's got Buffalo. And that's going to be a true test to, to see where he's at. Uh, you could also look at Carson Wentz, who, I mean, for the commanders, he's going to throw a, a ton. Uh, and, and dare I say Joe Flacco, who's only owned in 1% of leagues, uh, who has looked all right. He had four touchdowns against Cleveland and gets Cincinnati, who, uh, you know, just lost to the, the Dakless Cowboys. So good luck if, if you're stuck at quarterback. It sucks that Trey Lance got hurt. Uh, and it just kind of a weird, a weird week all around in, uh, in fantasy. Some teams went, went off. Other teams did not. All right, on to wide receivers. Garrett Wilson, we generally only talk about guys that are rostered in under 50% of leagues. He's rostered uh, in 69.8% of ESPN leagues. Uh, so unfortunately, it's not nice if he is already rostered. But he looked great uh, with two touchdowns. Uh, and and looked like the the main guy in that offense. So uh, if he's available, do a search, uh, pick him up if he's available. I guess you could probably justify spending at least a little bit of fab on him. Um, although if he's available, you're probably in a league that's not that active and could probably get away with nothing anyway. Uh, Michael Gallup looks like he's coming back from his injury. Although I'm not sure if you want to start Michael Gallup with Cooper Rush starting at quarterback. He's only owned in 44% of leagues, but he's coming back off that ACL uh, and and looks like he's going to play this week. Rondale Moore is a nice uh, PPR target. He's owned in 25.4% of leagues. Uh, he was talked up all offseason and uh, you know caught a lot of those short passes in that offense last year. So he's somebody that that is worth a speculative ad. A couple other guys. Sterling Shepard had 10 targets, owned in 10% of leagues uh, for the Giants. We talk about him every year when he's healthy. He's dynamic. Um, if you have Kenny Galladay or Kadarius Toney, I'd probably drop either of them to pick up Sterling Shepard. Uh, Toney and Galladay have done virtually nothing to this point. Uh, one other or two other players. Uh, one is Nelson Aguilar. He had six targets, caught all six of them for 110 yards. He's their deep threat target uh, there, even though Jacoby Myers is by far and away the best wide receiver on in that on that team in that offense. And I wish that they would target him in the red zone. Uh, and then Ashton Doolin uh, for the Colts, no Michael Pittman Jr. He had a, a nice day uh, for for the Colts, but man, that offense against the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars looked absolutely atrocious. Moving on to tight ends, if you did not get one of the top, you know, three to five tight ends, or maybe you're sitting with Darren Waller and you're like, eh, I'm not sure I'm digging this. So here's a couple guys. So Tyler Higby, he's owned in 65.5% of leagues. I know over 50% broke my own rule. First game, he had 11 targets. Yesterday, he had nine targets. I believe he had seven catches. Really, really high uh, target share. If you're going to say he's going to get 10, 10 a week and a 170 targets this year, that's that's pretty solid for a tight end. So uh, if he's available, I would definitely go pick him up. A couple other guys, Gerald Everett, 
Uh, he's only owned in 30.7% of leagues. He had 10 targets this past week for the Chargers. Unfortunately, he had that gaffe in the end zone on Thursday night where he was gassed and asked out, and Herbert kind of threw behind him in a, in a weird play. But 10 targets, especially if Keenan Allen's going to be missing for another week, uh, Everett kind of looked like he was the go-to other than Mike Williams in that offense uh, and is worth an add. And one other guy that's kind of flown under the radar who I unfortunately had to, to draft in the league is Evan Ingram, uh, the resurgent Evan Ingram. He's back. So he's only owned in 16.6% of leagues. He's currently tight end 12, or at least he was before uh, the games were played tonight. He had eight targets this week. And historically, Doug Peterson's offense has over a 30% target share for tight ends. So you think back to the, the Zach Ertz and the, the Goddard days of, of the Philly offense. And that's now Evan Ingram in that same offense. And it looks like uh, Trevor Lawrence is slowly getting confidence in Evan Ingram. Yeah, he's running all these underneath routes, but eventually that's going to lead to a touchdown. Uh, so eight targets, uh, definitely worth a speculative ad. Uh, again, tight end 12 going into this week. So that's pretty much your waivers for this week. Short and sweet. Not a whole lot to, to talk about otherwise. Hopefully you guys are doing all right in your leagues. Uh, it, you know, Some players are, are going off. Others are not. It's fantasy football. Ride the wave, ups and downs. You know, Definitely check out and see if people are, are interested in trading some of those high pedigree guys that people are down on. This is generally the time of year where people start panicking and, and might make a bad trade. So I would definitely explore that if that is you. So hopefully you're off to a good start. Thank you guys for listening. And that is week three waivers. Short and sweet. Not a whole lot to talk about this week. Best of luck in week three. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.